We welcome in Russ Howard to Sports 1440. Russ, you're with uh, Kevin Carius and former Grey Cup champion and played in Regina many times. Uh, Eddie Steele, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. You bet. My pleasure. Well, Russ, I have to kind of ask you for just your patience to tell you a story from the first briar I covered in 1992, and it was in Regina. So (laughs) are you you the type of guy first that you're you're a big golfer too, that you remember every game, every shot, both in curling and golf? It seems that's the only sport that everyone remembers that. Is that safe to say? That's it, it, it's crazy. It's so true. There's such a parallel between the golf and the curling and the memory. And the, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you remember the bad shots too. So 1992, again, my first briar, there was a game that you were playing. I can't remember who, but I was there. Actually, I was in the patch, but I'll get to that in a second. So <laughs> you were curling, and I can't remember who it was against because you were with your brother and everything like that, but you leaned over and a cough drop fell out of your pocket. And it <laughs> stuck to the ice, correct? And it burned the rock? Is that how that uh, went? It's possible. I, I actually don't remember that, but I certainly had cough drops because I never had a voice when I right. when I uh, when I curled out west. It was so damn dry and uh, probably <laughs> self inflicted too. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of. I think that sort of happened. And, and at the, in those days, you didn't have to. If you wanted to shake after a few ends or like six or seven, you just did. But sure. And, and you remember Kevin Waugh, obviously, right? Yep. And now Kevin Waugh is a member of parliament for Saskatoon Grasswood. Yep. We were in the patch, and he had to race over from the patch and head to the Agridome back in the day. And by that time, you were long gone. You were in the dressing room, and he had to haul you out of the room to get a comment from you. And you, he just said, hey, Russ, what happened? I was in the patch. And uh, <laughs> I don't think those that doesn't fly anymore with the media, but that's how it went back in the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Oh. Yeah, it was a- a little bit more relaxed back then. A little more relaxed. So, uh, man, just uh, with this year's Briar Field, we say it every every year, it seems, Russ, that it's one of the best we've ever seen. But, I mean, really, I don't even know of a team that's not there that you would go, I wish that team was here. What, what do you make of what, uh, what we're going to see here starting tonight in Regina? Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, with the new system, you got Team Canada and you got three wildcard teams. So you get the three best teams on tour. So there's four legends of the game are already there uh you know gushi being the defending champion then you, you sprinkle in the, the top three and then you basically you have the very best arguably from each province the only the only one i could you, you made me think there maybe northern ontario uh tanner horgan was upset uh but the team that uh Bonnet, uh that won um they're good too so mm. yeah it's unbelievable you couldn't you couldn't script it any better Wow. Hey, Russ, uh, Eddie Steele here. So I played uh, a couple of years for the Riders uh, at the tail end of my career in the CFL. Uh, you spent most of your years curling out of Regina. What was it like? Because I know Saskatchewan and Regina, uh, more notably, uh, passionate, right, for their curling, for the Riders, as we know. Uh, such a passionate crowd, and they really flock as fans. What was it like for you as a curler uh, just to experience that? Well, you know, my, most of my career is in Ontario in the last maybe third. I was in New Brunswick, and I was lucky enough to get the 14 briars. So every time you, you looked at where the briar was going to be, and it was, you know, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, you went, that's the one I want to get to. It's just a religion out here, and especially, I think, here. And as you say, the riders, we don't have an NHL team, and, you know, we don't have a NBA team, and, um 
I, I was shocked with the first couple of times I went to Ryder games and how uh, passionate the, uh, the green and white are. And, and, and it's the same in curling. And what's really cool as an athlete, not necessarily a broadcaster, but as an athlete, when you'd come off the ice, just like I talked about with the cough drops, you somebody would come up and say, uh, why'd you play that intern in the fifth end? Why didn't you play the hit? You know, like, it, like they're so knowledgeable and, you know, we're not a mainstream sport. So it was kind of cool for me as an athlete to get that type of recognition and uh, the knowledge of the fans. And, and when you think about the bar, you think about the riders. If, mm-hmm. if the riders played in somebody's backyard with three people watching, it just wouldn't be the same. And um, we're going to get packed houses here and more importantly, knowledgeable crowds. Yeah. Uh, Russ Howard, our guest, Kevin Carey, said he's still on sports 1440. So just talking about that 92 Briar in Regina in Regina, uh, Glenn was with you on that team. And now Glenn's still going to be in Regina this weekend. You got to be going. Wow, you know I curled a long time. Glenn's curling a long time. This, I mean, it, it just it runs hand in hand. You guys, you know, in the Howard family, and and Scott's there. You just got to be tickled pink to see this. Oh, it's awesome! And Scotty's uh, blossomed into a world class player just in front of us, and it it it, I, it, it, it takes me back a little bit because. You know, I moved out of Ontario in 1998, and Scotty was just a little tight running around. And I remember him uh, in 05, 06, we uh, had a secret training camp in Midland, Ontario, Penetang, uh, mm-hmm. with the Gushu rink on our way to Italy for the Olympics. We flew from Vancouver with nobody knowing and stayed at my mom's cottage and threw rocks for a couple of days. And the only guy in that building watching was Scotty, and he, I want to say he was about 15. And, you know, he was, he was your typical 15-year-old club curler kind of thing now he's a world-class skip at the briar for the first time and it's pretty cool to see so we've had uh, jeff walker and actually laura in as well in the studio here russ and talking about how you know their journey and how it's tough to do it with family and and balance and juggle and of course jeff is the lead for for brad gushu who you obviously know quite well but just your thoughts on how Brad and even like Mark Nichols too. So 20 years ago when you were just starting to get involved with Brad and uh, Mark heading into the 2006 Olympics, to see them continue at this level for you know the last 20 years, that, that is simply amazing in itself. It really is because he, he he did it in reverse. Most of us, you know, Glenn and I, for instance, we worked our way up club curling, uh, you know, provincials, uh, somehow got to the briar, didn't do well in my first briar, had Glenn on my team in the second briar, came second. You know, you kind of worked your way through the ranks. Every time we came second, the next year we won. Um, Brad kind of walked on the scene and uh, became Olympic gold medalist, just kind of like that. Yeah. And uh, you'd think that would take the starch out of his uh, desire to play, but not at all. He's he's one of the most prepared athletes I've ever seen. Um, Mark Nichols is arguably the nicest curler that you'll ever curl against, and he does so many things on and off the ice behind the scenes that nobody knows about to keep that team ticking. And uh, besides the fact he curls 92% of the big games, and it, it, uh, it it's quite a squad. And somebody, uh, you know, Botcher's, Watchers had a better year, uh, but until the uh, Briar's over, uh, the defending champions, Brad Gushu. Mm-hmm. Hey, Russ, what are the winnings like for winning the Briar? It's now it's phenomenal. I, I I think you get a hundred and a little over hundred grand, something like that. But you're also carded for two years. Yeah. And when I was carded for two years with get the Gushu rank, um, it was something like uh, twenty seven thousand dollars spread mm-hmm. over uh, twenty four months. 
uh, and that was a long time ago. So I, I, I apologize. I don't know the exact amounts, mm-hmm. but it's it's substantial for a curler. Uh, Russ Howard with us on Sports 1440. I see that uh, an old uh, an old foe and, and friend of yours, Al Hackner, is coaching uh, the, the uh, Northern Ontario entry. <laughs> the ice man and yeah. uh we 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 brought that up at the scotties i got looking at uh, yeah. the bios and you had glenn howard reed crothers uh kevin cooey and then they, you know colleen jones so we made a board tsn made a board of all the uh the coaches and it's it's something i bitched about for years we, we used to have this system where you have to go through all these hoops to become a coach at the national level uh, in '09, I was asked to coach at the Swiss National Championship, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, look, I don't have all my levels." And the, the Ralph Stockley said, "But just you, all you need is a plane ticket to get here, and you can coach us." And you know, so we've a lot of the other countries have had the uh, expertise of some of the top Canadian legends that could coach, and I like that. And I'm so glad that's changed because uh, we had an unbelievable, we had a boatload of world class players coaching at the Scotties. Mm-hmm. And uh, Al Hackner's another one. Uh, Russ Howard with us on uh, Sports 1440. I just wanted to touch back on, on your 2006 Olympic uh, gold medal in Turin with with Brad Gushu. Um, how you kind of, you know, that, just that process, the, the year or two before, and then getting there, and then realizing that dream come true kind of thing. Yeah, it was really a Disney moment, to be honest with you. I, uh, I, um, was the honorary chairman at the 2000 uh, Canadian Junior, and Brad missed his last shot in an extra end to lose to BC. And he broke down in tears. You know, the kids, I don't know, 18 years old, and I had not ever met Brad, but because I was the honorary chairman, I was there watching. And I ran down to the other end of the building as everybody cleared out, and he's at the far end with his hands on his head. And we had, we had uh, a little bit of a talk back and forth, and I said a couple of stupid things that popped into my head, and um, it just never thought anything of it next thing you know fast forward to 2005 i get the phone call to be their on ice coach um i did that for a couple of weeks and they, they were struggling uh in the western bondsfields prior to the trials in halifax in 05 and four days before the halifax trials they i got a phone call i'm in uh, quebec in the bondsfield and they asked me to play four days before <laughs> and our first game was against a guy named glenn howard and um, we snuck past him, and the rest is history. We beat uh, we uh, probably the best field I've ever played in in my life. And next thing we're going, we're going uh, first big event I played with those guys, and we're going to Torino. Mm-hmm. Hey Russ, I mean this from uh, a really uh, respectful, cool standpoint. Are you still the oldest person to win a gold for Canada in curling? In any, I, in I, any, I, or in any I, event? I believe so. Um, I think in the Summer Olympics, and I found the gentleman's name. He's he's a legend in uh, in the uh, horse um, jumping uh, category. Uh, uh, Eric Lamaz, maybe Ian, Mil- Ian, Ian Miller. Miller yeah, yeah, Ian Miller. Yeah, Ian, I believe in the Summer Olympics. I think he was older, but my retort is yes. But his horse was only three. So <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> oh boy! But I think Winter Olympics, yes. Um, we got getting some um, text coming into our text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. The nineteen ninety nine uh, Briar here in Edmonton, uh, Kenny Hunka, you know, passed away just recently. Uh, one of the best guys ever, too. But uh, you were with the with New Brunswick at that time, and what was that like? Your experience here for just that Briar in particular, Russ? 
Well, same thing again, you know, the Alberta Briar. Um, I, I was lucky enough, I think I played in three in Calgary. Uh, my first one, I won't even tell you when that was, the <laughs> 80. Um, but uh, we were in the big barn. Eh? We were, I think we were at the, uh, where, the where the Oilers play, I yeah, think. Uh, yeah, it was or, at no, Sky, well, back then it was Skyreach Center. That's what it was. Skyreach, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, but huge, huge crowds, again, knowledgeable. Um, it, it, it's just different uh, when it's out west like that, and then you you, you have all the top teams. Uh, the other thing I stood up to that one, it might have been the best ice surface I'd ever been on. Mm-hmm. You could just make shots, and you know you've got fourteen thousand people, you've got national TSN coverage, you've got uh, you're playing. I don't know, uh, you know, Randy Furby. You, you, you want to put your best foot forward, and if the ice conditions are good, you, you know, you just feel that much better about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you guys were 7-4, and four, and Paul Fleming was 7-4 and four as well. Uh, Stout and Hemmings. Oh, and hey, how about the gentle giant, uh, Gerald Shimko? I remember that. Wasn't he great? Oh, he was a just he could just a great guy. I think he knocked us out of the event, I want to say, in that, oh. that prior. I, I think we lost to him in the... Uh, quarterfinals something yeah. like that I, i've known shimmer since i was like 10 years old he was a great great fastball player uh, man he was just just so talented in in in, in all sports so um yeah and the touch for such a big man oh, the touch he had. yeah amazing. he was truly amazing uh, got a couple uh texts just want to share with you russ uh, this comes from mike russ is such an absolute beauty Briar in Edmonton, sitting in the upper level with college friends. We ended up sitting beside Grant Odishaw's wife uh, during Saturday when they weren't playing. She brought Russ up and he sat and visited us with, with us the whole game. Such an awesome memory. That's from Mike. Um, oh, that's awesome. And that, that's a neat thing, Eileen Odishaw. Grant's my best friend. Yeah. Uh, he's still in New Brunswick. I'm not. But, uh, and it, side note, he, he got me to be a writer fan before I <laughs> got close to moving out here. I've been yeah. cheering for the writers forever because of Grant. Um, they that's that's the neat thing about our sport uh mm-hmm. the the athletes are accessible and they want to be accessible we're just normal people too yeah 99 uh, of us have day jobs and um you know it's it's neat to uh mingle with the knowledgeable crowds mm-hmm. how many years you've been living in regina now rust you wanted to get closer to the kids and things like that right five yeah five years okay uh one more text uh growing and this is good and bad i guess sort of uh from jordan growing up my baba loved russ so much i'm pretty sure she thought she was married to him when she ended up having dementia so there there you go russ so a good a little good and bad but i'm i mean jordan sharing it with us in, in a good good way uh just no, back for sure. yeah back to this year's uh field and and I'm, I'm assuming you're going with the usual suspects to get there when the, the bullets start flying uh, next Sunday in the in the semifinals and finals. Yeah, for sure. You know, you you, you there will be the, the, the interesting thing here is the two pools, and you've only got three teams that make it. So if you you look at both pools, I would arguably say there's four great teams in each pool, and there's some suspects like you know Grattan and BC and Quebec and Nova Scotia that can knock people off, but. If you look at the standings or the rankings, the top four in each pool are really good. Well, guess what? At least one of those teams isn't making the playoffs. And it really could be anybody. You you pick on Gushu, he's got to play Cooey. He's got to play the host Saskatchewan, McEwen. Uh, Shlomsky from Alberta has had a phenomenal year. You know, he loses a couple of those and he's fourth place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's that fast. But if the regular suspects get there, they're the ones that kind of raise that level, that 2% when they have to, when some teams that don't have the experience at the playoff level maybe drop by that 2%. So you you have to look at Brendan Botcher, Gushu, Cooey. Dunstone's been off a little bit, but they're a great team. 
you know, th- those are those are probably the big four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if uh, and Mike McHugh in third straight year under three different provinces, that's never been done uh, before. If he if he could pull this out, Russ, so he could uh, he could run for premier because they haven't won obviously since 1980, and Ricky Folk did it. Uh, so that would be a big big thing. Uh, yeah, really, went there, yeah. and they're capable. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the Marsh guys are just as good of a front end as anyone in Colton Flash. We can, we know what he can do. So. Colton uh, can change an end around with one hit that takes out seven rocks. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's power right there. Russ, can't thank you enough. And um, I'm going to talk to my buddy Kevin Waugh about that uh, that night in 1992 when that cough drop fell out. And he had <laughs> he had no clue about it. So appreciate going down memory lane and uh, look forward to it. I feel bad you got to hang around with Muddy for, uh, for 10 days. But other than that, it should be okay. That's the hardest part about <laughs> my job is trying to keep up to that guy. Yeah. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate it, man. You bet.